I'm Alex from the Eldritch Horror Squad. This is a mature podcast that uses the 5th edition rule set for Dungeons & Dragons by Wizards of the Coast. This campaign is a slightly modified version of the module Tombs of Annihilation. Our play experience is purely our own and is covered under the open game license. Any other similarities to people, places, things, ideas, or events are pure coincidence. Thank you for listening. All right, and welcome back to Tomb of Annihilation. I still can't believe it's singular tomb. I thought it was plural tombs of annihilation, because, as in there are multiple tombs. Yeah, because whenever we abbreviate, we just say tombs. Is there a singular tomb of annihilation that we should be avoiding? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, not necessarily avoiding, but for now, yes. So there is a singular tomb I should be afraid of? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to live with that fear in the back of my mind every day. All right, all right. Before I forget to bring it up, we are joined by a guest this time, Casey. Hi, welcome. Thank you for letting me join. Yeah, for sure. I believe you had something you wanted to... Yeah, so your typical keeper, and I just wanted to drop that, yeah, as we're uploading Tomb, our third game, Beyond the Mountains of Madness, and we have a recording set date set for it, and I intend to upload the first episode hopefully on August 9th coming up. It should be a very, like, pulpy, sci-fi, wonderful little blitz into the Arctic. I'm very excited. It's based off my favorite Lovecraft story, and it's just written so wonderfully. It's a fantastic game. Um, I'm actually super excited to listen to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> and then and like some, some, some of the players, like re- they went really hard on giving their characters some really cool backstories. They put a lot of thought, crafted with a lot of care. And then I talked to one of them, and he goes... I'm gonna fuck your shit up and makes the most bonkers <laughs> character I have I've seen in Call of Cthulhu, so uh, I get to look forward to that. You've um. seen so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Please tell me you're not gonna fuck me over when we do Regency. No, I, I like my little Regency you guy. You like little Regency guy, but <laughs> <laughs> that is Gaslight, not- you said I could play a cowboy. Gaslight, I did say you could play a cowboy. <laughs> I kind, of, I kind of like the idea you can do the leading. Cowboy Cassidy rolls up with yeah, that guy. That would fit. The car- we got two cowboys. Oh, I'm playing a cowboy for Regency. <laughs> oh, shit. See, no, no, I, Gaslight. Oh, Gaslight. gaslight. Yeah. I'm playing a cowboy for Gaslight. See, Gaslight, I like the idea. Then you also have, like, a samurai, too. Because, yeah. like, they're from there as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ask Sarah if she wants to play a samurai. No, ask Cindy, and Cindy will say yes without a fucking <laughs> head moment of hesitation. All right, as we're getting into the game, we, uh, as is traditional, have everybody go around and introduce each themselves to my left. Hello, I'm Anne, and I am playing... I always have to do the warm-up. Brynhild the Pretender. <laughs> Hi, Once I... again, I'm so sorry to Australian listener. Thank you. I'm Damien, and I'm playing Turner. I'm Jacob, and I'm playing Rilke. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Oleg. And I'm Alex, and I'm the DM. All right, so... Let's not find this tomb about that might be annihilating us. Oh, don't worry, you'll get there. <laughs> Last we left off, you were in Camp Righteous, having... Oh, the nose there. Well, let me tell you about the Dragon Kill War. (laughs) Okay, but uh, you know the name of one other Flaming Fist camp, and it's on the nose for another reason that you know well now. You know of Camp Vengeance. 
I do like a little bit of Camp Vengeance. That is my favorite camp. The name is the the camp is named Camp Vengeance because it's vengeance for Camp Righteous. <laughs> They're very, very direct people. Yeah, I yeah. like them. They're my they're my kind of people. I, I think that's admirable. All right. So, as you are gathering your materials, getting ready for a foray into a dungeon, what what does this scene look like to each of you? What are you doing right now? Well, Mister Dungeon Master, you did inform me. Of an animal that I completely spaced. Yes, in I, the animal pen, there is some sort of bird, you can't really tell right now, flying around in there that can't really get out. It, by, by flying, I mean it, it's lightly lifting off of the ground. Be free, my friend. I go and open up the kennel there. When you're on your way over, coming from... The animal pens are on the north side of the camp... And coming from the north end, you hear a rustling from the bushes, and you see a person emerge and yell, Wait! And Casey, if you'd like to describe what your character looks like to you. I see the look (laughs) of, uh, I never thought I'd get this far. I mean, feel free, I can edit around whatever you need, but... If I remember correctly, I went with a six foot two shoulder length hair with a kind of like salt and pepper colored beard. Is his skin wrinkled? What kind of clothes is he wearing? Uh, Does he have any visible equipment? Motherfucker, you choose one of those at a time, not three. (laughs) I I was just going to edit out me saying that, and then... What's your credit card number, your social security number? What are funny three numbers on the back? your mother's maiden name? (laughs) (laughs) Well, who was your best friend in high school? Tell me your social security number, fucker. (laughs) I don't even know that. (laughs) This is Dungeons Dragons actually a long con. Now, if you could say what your favorite three digits followed by your favorite two digits followed by your favorite four digits are. So, yes, what is your character's last three digits? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so uh, what do you do do when you see someone about to go let your animal out of the cage? You said that they see me? If you wanted to come up stealthily, that'd be an option, too. I figured seeing I don't know them yet. Okay. Take kind of like the stealthy approach. All right. So uh, I'm going to have to ask you for your first roll then. Roll me for stealth. Okay. So that's a 13. All right. So Brynhild, I'm going to ask you for a perception roll. Okay. Yeah, sure. Perception. What is my perception? I got to bring on my skills. Not a lot. That's the answer. That's a 10. All right, so you are hidden at the time. You're still going to open the Is cage. it like, yeah, what kind of lock is it? It's a simple latch on a hastily put together twine and sticks and wood fencing. All right, here you go, my friend, and I kick it in. <laughs> <laughs> you see a small... Rilke, if you're watching this, you would know the species to be an axe beak. Okay run out of the cage and it starts to run back into the brush to the north. 
I would probably watch it as it goes by and then focus my attention back on Brent Hildegard. You really have learned. Look, I think uh, this is all make Tana happy. I don't think appeasing Turner right now will let you finally eat the terror folk. <laughs> Mate, that is not the aim here. And yeah, it's just all jokes, like... Can I, I roll insight to see if she meant that? <laughs> no! God! I'd like to roll deception. Do it, cowards! <laughs> no, I wasn't gonna eat, eat a terror folk. I just, I just... I'll do a persuasion! I'll do a persuasion! Well, this is insight. I don't need to do shit. 24. I was not gonna eat the terror folk. Okay. Ozaka doesn't believe you for a second, though. <laughs> she has a really strong idea of my moral character. So, Oleg, to sprawl out the scene you see in front of you, you see a party of four... Well, to call them characters would be an understatement. You see... Someone in clerical robes with a deep black as midnight cloak behind them that you can, you swear you can see the night sky of stars in its uh, pattern. And then when they turn, go ahead. <laughs> no! <laughs> you can't just say no, describe your character. I would rather not, sir. I prefer not. I prefer to be there to have the mystery of being unknowable. Oh, we don't have a book. We can, we have oh, some yeah, we have oh, some yeah, 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 it's fine. Uh, uh, so, the way Kenku work is that they do not have voices of their own. They're named after sounds as the actual sound itself. So, Turner's name is technically just... <laughs> and if he ever speaks, it is somebody else's voice and a phrase that he has heard. But uh, what, what you see, <laughs> big is bird, a, uh, is a four foot ten raven with a little bit more of a human like physique. So like longer legs, like distinctly arms instead of wings, but feathery, with a long beak poking out. That's actually cool. I like that, that that's actually cool. <laughs> you were on thin fucking ice. <laughs> <laughs> Next, you see a taller than average woman in in colorful sewn together clothes. You recognize it as uh, the normal clothing of the native people of the Port Yanzaru, the major settlement here. And she is got a confident stature, longer, kind of wavy hair, and a spe a long spear on her back, and a kind of a hopper of javelins. You can see she's got a confident and almost fierce attitude about her. Moving on to the very tall half-orc woman. Yes, that's my girl, Brynhild, and she's got long hair in a warrior's braid, and she's wearing, like, bits of uh, plate mail that have been strewn together with some chain, uh, chain mail to, like, cover her bed, like, bits beneath, like, beneath, and she has, like, 
And then, yeah, she, if you, like, look closely, she has, uh, like, on her left shoulder a bit of a bone plate where the other side would be plate. Yeah, it's kind of, like, very much hodgepodge de gear brought together. Very mix-matched. And then, finally... Uh, you would see Rilke, who's wearing studded leather armor. They're just kind of, like, darker leather. Ashy pale skin, white hair pulled back. And then a singular sword on her back. And at this point, I think it's a fantastic opportunity for everybody to roll me perception. Do I still have to roll perception? Wants to go into the fray. Oh, give 20 passive. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're fine. (laughs) You still want me to roll just to see if it gets a higher? Sure. If you want, go for it. That's a six. (laughs) Plus it's like a versus, isn't it? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's an eight. Uh, not when it's an event. I, I don't run it as versus when it's an event, only when it's a character. So, um, so your girl rolled a seven. A uh, 17. Uh, oh, it does that. It re- yeah. 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 The dice land on angles sometimes. Just re-roll them. That's a one. <laughs> <laughs> First nat one. You're oblivious. You're oblivious, Brynhild, and it's going to take me the whole session to get your character's name. Oleg. 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 Turner. Yes. Actually, it's about the same degree of success between Turner and Rilke. You both hear movement from the opposite side of camp from you, actually, from the southern edge. I would check to, like, just quickly look at it to see what it is. Turner would point at it, and then you hear, like, the quick, like, ringing of a bell. Uh, Rilke, give me an investigation roll this time. I have a passive 18. You son of a bitch. (laughs) Do you still want me to roll investigation? Do you want to roll investigation? Maybe it'll get better. Oh, I do have to ask, is this with fey, fiends, or undead? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a seven. (laughs) (laughs) I think I. Oh no! It's a with five. these uh, with these set of rolls. I think we're looking for Oleg's name. <laughs> uh, to you, it visually looks like the swaying in the wind. It looks like normal rustling of the branches. Okay. What is anyone else doing anything about it? Uh, I think that Turner heard something, so he's going to like look at you guys and kind of, like, wave around and then, like, slowly, slowly approach. So, like, you, like, wave, like, wave you guys a circle. Okay. And he's gonna kind of slowly approach from the front. I would... I would follow Turner. Uh, Turner is wearing heavy chain mail. Ah. So... I have disadvantage on stealth. Um, so I'll ask for individual stealth rolls for you three. (laughs) Uh, you're still very well hidden unless you want to be doing something else, Oleg. Oh, this, these Ooh. are about to go into the I'll dice jail. Um, that's a five. It doesn't matter. That was a nat 20 over here. Oh. Yeah, I got a 14, so. Why, why, if it ain't the invisible cunt? <laughs> <laughs> as you get closer to this bush, as you're surrounding it, you suddenly see what looks like the horn of a triceratops 
poke out of the front of it. But you definitely, like, the, the motion and such wasn't a triceratops. It wasn't large. And then you hear it. A bellowing sound as the horn is blown by the goblin in the bush. Kill that goblin in the bush! <laughs> I, Rilke would draw a blade and cast immediately Crimson Rite. Can I uh, cast Silence on it? I'm, I'm allowing everybody who wants to take one a surprise round. So that's, Casey, you get a round of combat before initiative is rolled and combat actually starts. Like, you could cast buffer debuff spells or pre- prepare an action, something like that. Okay. Like, say, I want to shoot if something comes out of this bush or, you know, okay. anything like that. Uh, I took four damage. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, that was low. How far away am I from them? I'd say maybe 50 feet. Uh, everybody's surprise actions, mm-hmm. what were they? Just um, so I can keep track. How far am I from the little goblins? Uh, there is one goblin, and you were making a circular rotation, like a circular formation around them to circle them, right? Yep. Uh, then I'd say probably 10, 15 feet. Are there any other goblins inside of this one that I can see, or just the one? Just the one. You barely even see the goblin, too. It's it's just a horn sticking out of a bush. Okay. I cast silence centered on the horn. Right. Can that bell be unrung? <laughs> I don't know, but he's trying. You're gonna find out. But... Uh, does that have rolls or anything associated with it, or does it just take effect? Uh, no, it's just yeah, it's just control. So just any creature and object entirely in the sphere is immune to thunder damage, and the creatures are deafened while entirely inside. Casting a spell that requires that requires verbal components is impossible. So uh, no sound can be created within or pass through the 20-foot sphere. All right. So does that affect us, too? Or Yes. Oh, it's damn, it's I, entirely agnostic. I cannot cast Hex, then. Hexing verbal components? I'm pretty sure it does. Why is I it think spells? it is actually just verbal. No, ver- verbal, somatic, and material. When that spell is cast, you hear the of the horn, and then it cut sharply, and you hear nothing, deafening quiet. If any of you, actually, Brynhild, I would say you, Brynhild, and I had it for a moment, Oleg, Oleg, you hear ringing in your ears of the tinnitus you've gotten from long battles. I think Rilke definitely, too. Uh, I'm just going to move up and uh, I'm going to make just a typical attack roll. I ain't going to be spending anything on this one. All right. Uh, Roll me your attack. I rolled a 10. Does the 10 hit? Uh, I'm not thinking so, but let me check real quick. I didn't have the stat block opened up. Hell no. It's just little goblin, man. Rip. You have successfully done some hedge trimming. Now there's less places for you to hide, motherfucker. That was my plan all along. <laughs> I guess I will, like, as, like, bonus action was casting Crimson, right? And then movement action to get up, and I will make an attack swing on the little goblin man. Go for it. Does Ooh. a 
23 hit. Yeah, yeah, that hits. <laughs> Roll your damage. Uh, so that is a 1d8. Seven piercing. Three, da- uh, three fire. You have cleaved a goblin directly in half. Um, so. Because he most likely called for friends, I am keeping my sword out and backing a little with the rest of my movement, if it's all right. Backing back into the clearing. Okay. And just watching the forest around us. So, Oleg, you're the only one that hears the stampeding sound of footsteps approaching. What are you doing right now? In fact, I think they're coming from behind you towards the other people there. Okay, if they're coming from behind me, how far out would you say they are? Uh, the rest of the party is about 50 feet away from you. The the footsteps are 160, however close you want to be when you, you want them to be when you make your move. Okay. Um, pass without trace. Oh, interesting. All right. Oh, I love pass without trace. Yeah. Uh, you are allowed to cast that. Let me mark you with... And companions, that counts as, like, a whole party, right? If you are near them when it happens, yes. Okay. So, I move towards the group and then cast. So y'all motherfuckers see a random-ass guy. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sorry, but seeing you just come out of the forest, she's a... I swear to God, if you stab me. No, she's not going to stab you. She's going to be on guard. Oh, you're a, you're a half-orc, right? Yeah. Okay, I vibe. <laughs> vibe, but also, Goblin just rang a horn. Somebody else just oh, walked out of the uh, forest. We're not having a good time. Do you not like that he's also green? Because oh, now it's green, my turn. It? Now it's my turn. <laughs> right? it's, turn. it's my turn now. <laughs> so what's the problem here? <laughs> we don't know what's going on. Race <laughs> called her back up, and somebody else just entered it, like, walked into the, like... Main area, we're not having a good time. Oh yeah, but if there were an elf, you would have. I would have also drawn myself. <laughs> oh, that's what Look, you, you say. Know what? In his defense, after seeing a rhinoceros and a giant spider co-hunt, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Okay, everything's on the table now. <laughs> so yeah, I'll put a concentration on you, but you see. Uh, actually, does that have verbal components? That's a good. Qu- that's a question. Well, it depends. Is he in the radius? Because uh, the radius for uh, for it isn't that big. Twenty feet. Twenty feet. Each uh, creature he's, you he's, choose within thirty feet of you. Uh, and he, it's, it'll say components, and it'll have components. a couple of letters. Yeah. So mm. V is BSL. verbal. Okay, so it does have verbal, somatic, and material. But you had said he's fifty feet away. Yeah, but he has to get closer for pass without trace to kick in. Mm. So if you, I mean, I'm if gonna I let see you. Him I think if to you cast, I'll drop. Yeah, if you well, do, do... It's a concentration spell, so I can yeah, just stop say, it. Yeah, I that smart? But <laughs> uh, that's that's your decision. And also, I would think that you could stand outside of the radius and cast. Yeah. You see a aura, a almost glittering transparency surround all of you as you seem harder to notice. You find your vision passing over each other when you look at each other and just not stopping on a person as you'd normally expect it to. And it's at this time that I'd like everybody to roll initiative. Yeah. 
Oh, that's a 10. <laughs> that's a 16. 18. Rookie. Uh, 10. All right, Turner is first in the initiative order. Get him. Get their asses, Turner. Wait. I, I forget. What am I supposed to do on ties? Do I re-roll or do I... On ties? Uh, what I'd... I do is, like, for Call of Cthulhu is uh, who has the better deck stat. All right. Just so you don't make people keep re-rolling. I just do which one of her and I think will be more interesting in combat. Fair enough. But I know that Oleg has a higher deck stat than this guy, so Oleg is second in initiative order. Yeah, just because for Call of Cthulhu, that's what you do on a tied initiative. Very dexterous. But what then if <laughs> their dex is tied? Then you reroll. <laughs> that's a never ending cycle. Alright, moving into combat. Turner, you see coming from the northern end of town, following where this mysterious stranger has just run at you from. A group of wild beasts running towards you. Leading the pack are four large, I think they're about ostrich-sized birds with very large beaks. And behind them is a fully grown Allosaurus. Okay. I've got an idea, but I got a bad one. <laughs> you, I can't tell you. Okay. Uh, one sec, I'm just reading something. Okay, uh, I'm actually going to start with uh, Twilight Sanctuary. Okay. So Remind me the effects of that. Uh, what's important for this one is that anybody who ends their turn within a 30-foot radius of me will get 1d6 plus 4 temporary hit points. Okay. And that is my action. And I don't have anything for my, that I want to do for bonus action right now. All right. Next in the initiative order is Oleg. You feel pretty comfortable that they don't know precisely where you are, and some of them don't even have a general idea. So I'll give you, if you make attacks right now, I'll give you a bonus on your rolls, but they would also have a chance to sense you when you attack them. Okay. I'm, for all intents and purposes, counting, because of Pass Without Trace, counting everybody as stealth at combat start. You said that the Allosaurus was in the back? Yes. Do I have, like, clear line of sight on him? Yes, yeah, you've got a line of sight to it. Okay. The axe beaks do not are large for birds, but an allosaurus is a big fucker. Okay. Uh, I cast I cast frostbite on, on the allosaurus. All right. Let me pull this up. That is a Constitution saving throw, I believe. Uh, what's your spell save DC? That is fourteen. Okay. It rolled a 13, so it fails its save. Go ahead and roll me the damage on that. That's a one. All right. It is. Uh, is there any other effects that one has? Yeah. 
uh, on a failed save, 1d6 cold damage, and it has disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll it makes. All right. Okay. Oh, I love that. Good defensive spell. Do you want to take a bonus action? As a I move to the back of the group. All right. Feel free. Now, it's time for the Allosaurus to take its turn. Oh, dear. Oh, and then uh, roll a d6. Five. All right, uh, add four. Mm, and, then, and then, then no. can you show me how to add temp hit? But you already added it. Uh, so, Sorry. you see the Allosaurus open its maw as it roars, looking around trying to find where the giant noise had come from, and you see ice crystals start to form on its teeth and line the inside of its mouth painfully. Um, Brynhild is goading it. Like, beating chest. Like, yeah, it's over here, man. It's over here, you big fuck. I'd like you to make a stealth roll. <laughs> no. <laughs> actually, I have quite a good stealth roll. Uh, that's a 20. That's 23. And it's actually a 33 because Path of Pass Without Trace gives you a plus 10 to stealth rolls. <laughs> right here! Why is he looking one way? <laughs> you dance motherfucker! Uh, the funniest part is that it rolled a nat 20 on its perception, and it didn't matter. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I will actually ask for a stealth roll from each of you, though. Oh, no. Uh, versus its nat 20? Uh, it'll roll again. Okay. So, 16 plus 10, 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15, so plus 10, so 25. 26. All right, so uh, it didn't matter if it was the nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> Pass Without Trace is a good fucking spell. It's a yeah. great fucking spell. You guys I love did sneak shit. through an entire city with that spell. So. It was fantastic. Getting out was the more fun part, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I know except for dramatics. I'm just rotating. (laughs) The Allosaurus is just stampeding forward, and actually I'll say, everybody, make me a dex saving throw real quick. Uh, My dex save is... Oh, that's a 9. Oh, no, that's a 11. That's an 11. I got a 10. I got 14. 16. All right. So everybody is able to make their saving throw and jump out of the way as it's charging towards the bush where the sound originally came from. And it's just sniffing around angrily trying to find the source. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Oh, Brynhild's next. Yeah, Brynhild's next. Great. So um, from where I'm at, how's the grouping? I think you're pretty clustered in a chunk in about a 10-foot circle. With no, the rest. Uh, my opponents. There is an Allosaurus on to the south of you, but the Axe Beaks are to the north. Okay, how far are the Axe Beaks? They're moving in. They're probably about 20 feet away. Great. I'm going to move up a little bit and pull something from my satchel, and I'm going to give it a real hard blow. My, oh, my our good God. old horn of blasting. 
I don't know what it does yet still, but you, because we did, we forgot to go get it appraised and get it figured out. I thought you were pulling out the fun little powder that you have. <laughs> this is going as fuck. <laughs> Brynhild has a pouch of hallucinogens on her and has brewed them into an oil that she often slathers onto her blade. <laughs> that you sounds get, awesome. Get mm-hmm. the opponent real fucking high. <laughs> Uh, first time we used it, Brynhild also got high. And then Turner could speak. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who dies, Turner, no! <laughs> Alright. Okay. So, I would like you to roll me a d100. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I recall that this is a thing. I don't remember if high or low is bad. It's up to me, really. Oh. That is a 30. Okay. So what happens when you blow into this horn is it's like a cannon from a ship goes off. There's a visible shockwave through all of the plant life in front of you. And all of the axe beaks do not make their save. I would like you to roll me... 5d6. Thunder damage. I will do that for you, my friend. Oh. Yeah, I have... have, That one and then... I need one more. (laughs) Yeah. Here, I'm gonna roll my luminous... Like, roll these separately, because you don't don't want to mix rolling different types together for damage. Okay, so that's 2, 7, Uh, 10, 15 points of damage. You blast these these axe beaks. They are all knocked backwards from the impact. There, you see viscera come off of the group. A, one loses a wing. One's beak is cracked and loses the front. They're alive, but technically. Uh, so I just want to double check. Was this, does this count as a full action? I believe or? it's an action to... Oh yeah, it, it totally That's makes typical. sense. Totally makes sense. You can use an action, yeah. Okay. So yeah, Brynhild blows it, and in the wake of the aftermath, as dust is kicked up, yeah, arms stretched to her side, but like chest up, head back, and, le- and cackling. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need you to roll me a stealth check. <laughs> sure. With disadvantage? Sure. (laughs) Alright, so... I rolled the same thing twice, so my lowest is 16. Is that before the plus 10? No. Okay. Unfortunately for me, the Allosaurus is deaf. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially now. And you know what the fun thing is? What? All of the axe beaks are, by the by rules, deafened for one minute. <laughs> I love the lack of consequences to my actions. <laughs> Any other things for your turn? Oh, uh, no, that is it for me. All right, fantastic. I love it. Rilke, you're up. I'm going to do something probably pretty stupid. But I am oh, going to motion best. towards the Zaka first to know that I'm attacking the, uh, the Allosaurus. Uh, 
we don't have silence on us anymore, right? Correct. So I am going to cast Hex on the Allosaurus with disadvantage, making it have disadvantage on wisdom saving throws. All right. And then I am going to make a uh, rapier attack on him. Okay. Roll me your attack with advantage. Seven. Oh, that uh, advantage really helps. Ooh. So it's a twenty-five to hit. Uh, yeah, that 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 hits. So, uh, fourteen piercing damage, six necrotic damage, and three fire damage. That's so many different it's things. So many, things. So many different. <laughs> Where does the fire damage come from? Uh, my uh, crimson rights uh, fire. Oh, then where's the necrotic damage from? Uh, hex. Oh, yeah. Right, whatever. yep. Okay. God damn. <laughs> I think that you have probably... So where are you aiming on this Allosaurus? Probably trying to go for a quick, like, slice towards, like, its head. To just try to see if I can quickly finish it, but... Okay, so when you slice, you do catch something major, but you don't catch its carotid or anything. Also, this is a rapier. It doesn't have a, so- a blade on its side. Okay, yes, yeah, I'll punch it. <laughs> it you're, ju- you're just penetrating it. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. And yeah, that would be end of turn. There's All right. not much else I can do. Oh yeah, should I roll stealth? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then you have to remember to roll the 1d6 for your temp HP. Yeah, we'll do that afterwards. You're good. Okay. <laughs> and then I got nine points of temp. It was an 11 on the d20 for Rilke, and the Allosaurus rolled a 10. So with the plus 10 from Pass Without Trace, it's not even close. How long does uh, Pass Without Trace help uh, like affect us? I forget. What's the duration on that? that I think it might be an be... hour. With calm, I think it's con- it's a concentration spell. I'm pretty sure. Concentration up to an hour. All right, yeah. So it's a one hour duration. Oh Jesus Christ! That affects everyone in a Within ten foot range. radius. Wow, that's so much better than I thought. And I already thought it was great. Thirty. Oh, 30. Okay, so yeah, yeah, y'all are fucking good. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we have to go far. I just want to double check. Yeah. All right, the axe beaks take a turn. I'm gonna see if they saw you. You did, uh, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Their roll on the die was less than your bonus to stealth. Wonderful. These cowards won't even meet me on the field of battle. Oh my god. I think they're going to use their turns to stand up and then try to huddle on the other side of the Allosaurus. Okay, out of everyone, who do you think... This this is taking place kind of near the south end of town. Who's standing towards the middle and who's... Like, what's the formation look like here? So I figured that my thought was, as we approached, Turner was more centered... I was on the right side, like but like still pretty close to him. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't sure about you. Oh, you're now next to the Allosaurus. Yeah. 
And I was in the back like of the kind group. of behind us. Behind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had gone behind the group. Okay. So then when they're going to hide behind the Allosaurus, I'm going to ask Rilke to make an attack of opportunity on one of them. Okay. And you can do it, baby girl. With advantage, because you're still so, stealth. Thank God you said that. Even. <laughs> Uh, no. So with advantage, I rolled a no. Uh, no, it was a seven, so a thirteen. Oh, you have a plus six. Oh yeah, thirteen hits. Go ahead, damage. Okay. So uh, that is twelve piercing, one fire. So a carterized hole is pierced through the heart of one of these large birds as it falls over, and the rest are still confused as to what's happening. Now Azaka's going to take her turn, and is going to... equip her long spear and thrust it towards... charge one of the axe beaks and try to thrust one of them. Yeah, go girl boss all over them. Hey, Alex here. Our soundboard ran into a recording error here, and we didn't catch it for at least another ten minutes. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties, and thanks for your patience. Alright, so we're back with some unfortunate news. <laughs> the The soundboard bugged out, and we lost a lot of recording. It wasn't that bad. It Just was, you know, it's mostly combat, you know? Most yeah, of the combat. It, it was... Most of the combat, yes. Well, if you're going to lose something, you'd rather it be combat than roleplay. Usually. Fair enough. But I like my combat. Anyway, <laughs> to get the show back on the road, recapping, all of the axe beaks are now very dead, and the Allosaurus is fairly wounded. We come back around after Turner has dealt it much necrotic damage with Toll of the Dead. It rolled two natural 20s because it has disadvantage on the save. And then Brynhild forced it to re-roll its natural 20s. I'm sorry, I'm so kawaii. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I think we end the recording here. (laughs) After Turner's turn, I am going to take Azaka's because it's... it's I forgot you was here. Yeah, it's it's been rough because I don't have a... Alright, Azaka is going to turn towards the Allosaurus and try and throw two javelins towards it. That is an 18 to hit. She finally hit! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and she gets advantage. Hold on. Yeah, that's not a crit, but that hits, and then that is ten points of piercing damage on the first one. Damn. She can throw two? She can now. She can now. <laughs> <laughs> It's the makeup for, uh, for all the misses. She's just really motivated. This is, this is really on you for thinking that I have a real system in place here. Oh, that's fair. Because I'm like, I think that's just one action. 
the rules I do for Multi- NBCs and Monster of the Week. Whatever sounds coolest. <laughs> Multi-attack works with Ray with her own weapons now. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> That's 17 and an 18 on the advantage, so another. She missed with the, the with Oath just throwing one last time, so now she pulls out two and just throws both of them at the same time. And each one, one of them goes through the side of the Allosaurus's mouth, like from cheek to cheek, and comes out the other side, and the other one lands right in its left eye. It's on death's door at this point, but it gets one more, or wait, no, it's Oleg's turn now. And so seeing the axe beaks were like right on the Allosaurus, I'm guessing they, pretty close. They're all, all of the axe beaks are very dead. Oh, oh, no, a, I was, oh yeah, they are. I oh, attacked yeah. an axe beak last time and I'm, I was like right on top of it when I did that. Yeah, yeah. It, you're over the corpse of one. Okay. They're, the Allosaurus is the only thing that's still standing at this point. Okay. Yeah, I was just asking to see like how close I was to it. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be within five feet for a melee attack. So yeah, you were right on top of it. Okay. Um, I strike with the scimitar again. All right, go ahead and roll your attack. Okay. It's a five. All right. How do you want to do it? This Allosaurus is dead. Uh, I was thinking just aim for the ankles. Okay, okay. To gonna, bring it down. Gonna cut its Achilles tendons? Yes. Yeah, this is where you get real unhinged, Casey. <laughs> Let's awaken the darkness within you. What's the darkest way to kill a dinosaur you can think of? Yeah, yeah, you cut the tendons and then it falls over. It's squirming on the ground. It's slowly losing its life. And then I get like... And then it bleeds out. In the background. Jesus Christ, you're definitely not a druid or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I would... I'll get you caught up to speed on XP later, because I just gave you the right amount of levels, but the, like, half-level XP here, I'll have to... I have to do some math real quick. Yeah, right now we're at 3,620 XP, right? Yep. Sometimes when you re- when you change things, it uh, throws you around. All right, I'm gonna have everybody mark 250 experience points. You said it was 230. 250. 250. This ragtag group is standing over the corpses of various wildlife, and that one goblin that was very terrified for one brief moment. <laughs> so, uh. I'm not the only one that was expecting a bit more of that, am I? Turner just kind of shrugs. I, this island, you don't know what to expect anymore. Apparently not a lot. (laughs) Unless we find that tomb of annihilation. (laughs) You good, sir. So, well, thanks for helping us out. Uh, What brings you around to this camp here? Uh, I tracked... A few of my missing animals to this camp. Oh, was that uh, creepy little chicken yours? No, no, that <laughs> one was not. I'm lo- so one of my tra- triceratops went missing about a week and a half ago. Now, forgive me, but uh, how do you lose a triceratops? Those things are like gigantic. We had tortellini. 
Cardellini's big, and but I'll, not gigantic yet. And I'll never lose her. So, like, maybe it's a baby Triceratops. Was it a baby Triceratops? Like an adolescent Triceratops. That's still pretty big for a Triceratops. How are you going to stop him from leaving? Turn it. What kind of voice do you use when you say that? Like a prepubescent <laughs> boy. I'm done with questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'd love to help you find your animals. Unfortunately, all the animals in this general vicinity are now deceased. I can see. <laughs> <laughs> fault is that? <laughs> the moment you said, like, oh, the axe speak you let out, that might have been yours. I was like, was that, like, among the bodies? No. No, no. The axe speak you let out was a chick. It was... It was a little guy. Mm-hmm. You kicked the door at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do remember that there was tracks in the camp. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, can I try to see if one of those is a Triceratops track? Roll me nature. It's probably not going to be good, but... Or survival, whichever you prefer. Uh, neither are good. Survival is a six. Uh, you know, um, I, I'd like to give it a shot. Go for it. Anyone who wants to, feel free. What is mine? Uh, and uh, that's going to be a good stat for you. That's wisdom-based. Also, because you work ooh. with them daily, I'd give you advantage, which, in case we haven't covered it, is you roll the die twice and take the higher value. Okay. Um, and I'm guessing, like, disadvantage is the opposite of yeah. that. Where would I find... Survival. Uh, under skills, a couple tabs. The It'll same be the very staff. bottom. Yeah, so survival's okay. the very last one. This. And I just rolled a 20? Yep. yep, and roll it twice, take the higher value, and then add your proficient or your modifier to it. Okay, you were going for it. Oh, I, I rolled an 18. Okay. Were 10. You okay. Oh, okay. That was a 15, so that's 21. Damn. <laughs> All right, so... You two, about similar degrees of success, Oleg and Brynhild, both find the... Sorry, you got a 10 as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, f- you would see one massive fucking footprint over the top of the rest of them around the outskirts of the camp. It didn't go directly through the middle. He goes to stand by it. You two find a full trail that leads around the outskirts and then very briefly out and around to the area to the north of the camp. And you know what? On on the high rolls, I'll give it to you, that they led them out to the stream, like out to the stream to the north of camp to try and lose the tracks, but then you found it again after they came out of the water again. Yeah, I turned back. Yes, Turner, that is one of the footprints. Now, we are about... <laughs> 40 feet past that part of the trail. <laughs> if you'd like to come join us, of course, that's entirely up to you. The trail leads back into camp and up towards the Crocodile and Man statue. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I continue following. At least I can do for someone that hoped us out. Mm-hmm. I, I will ask for one more nature survival role from following a distance. Distance. I will... Uh, I will. Can I add cast. details about the Triceratops? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I was imagining it as we were tracking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's missing a toe on his front right pad, yeah. and he has a ring through the top right horn. For sure, yeah. I will also be following, so I'm going to roll too. <laughs> That's a three I will again. be following. I cast Guidance on advantage, myself. Feel free to oh. T- oh. roll it again roll and it. take higher value. 
Okay, that's a 17 plus. So I cast Guidance on myself before trying to help. 24. I got 23. You barely beat out the druid. (laughs) You uh, wander through the wilderness for a minute or two through some dense underbrush before you find a Riley Triceratops tied with about 18 small ropes to a tree because they didn't have a rope thick enough to actually keep it in place. So I was like following up behind them. Um, Do I spot it at this point? Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's someone moves a branch to the side and it's then it's pretty clearly in view. So uh, this your boy? Do we see... This is your guy. He's he's got the ring. If you wanted to check the toe, it would be there. Well, it wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it would decidedly not be there. Yes, that is my boy. Shrugs takes out scimitar to start cutting the ropes. Can I roll perception I to see if there's anything around us before they get closer? Yeah, go for it. Okay, uh, I'm also going to cast guidance on myself again before I do that. Can I also roll perception? Yeah. To just see if I can get a better than 20. Burnout's too straightforward. I ain't rolling shit for you. 13? I got a 24. Okay. <laughs> do I do that as well, or is it just those two? Uh, if you want to, you can. Okay. Could you imagine if D&D was like Call of Cthulhu, and you like roll to improve your skills? I very much prefer Monster of the Week, where it's when you fail, you improve. Mm. I think it's fine. I got 13. All right. You two don't have shit. Uh, Turner and Oleg, it all seems well. Uh, Rilke, you can tell that this is heavily trafficked by the goblins of Camp Righteous. This There's nobody here right now, but they could be back whenever. Okay, so then I would just kind of relay that. Not meaning to uh, like excuse you from this, but like you're new to our party, yeah, primarily to these two of just new guy. Be on the lookout, goblins come in here quite frequently, um, and kind of just points at probably tracks that I can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, lore question, world question. Um, do goblins speak Orcish? I don't remember if they have their own language or not. Uh, I've looked this up before. Ah, uh, no, they, no, um... They, they, it's, it's that... Oh, I'm so sorry. Ah, so... Yeah, they, they, that's a no. No. But yeah, uh, I start cutting the ropes. I'm not paying attention. I would help you, but I don't have a knife. <laughs> have a hammer. Uh, yeah, if you're cutting, I think all goes well. You have... Does this Triceratops have a name? John. All right, John's free. (laughs) (laughs) What a cute little guy you are. What's his name? His name is John. Are you fucking with me? (laughs) (laughs) At least What sort of outlandish exotic name is that? (laughs) You named the Ankylosaurus Tortellini. (laughs) Yeah, and it it rolled off the tongue. John doesn't roll off the tongue, now does it? I've met a few Johns in my life. I've never met a tortellini. You met a John in a fantasy universe? (laughs) What's that (laughs) for? Don't worry about it. He just broke the meta. 
met like a few. Yeah, I've traveled where right now. Well, he said, well, you know, he said that he was isekai I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, there's some of the human cities I've traveled around. There's the, the humans do not get creative naming their children. Who do you think I got them from? <laughs> <laughs> they said the name was Biblical, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> Well, all right. Are there any other kind of animals you're looking for? Or is it just uh, little John here? I had the trike, which is John. Uh, you could have had some smaller animals that went missing, to uh, that would have been more tightly carried by the goblins. I added in like after we were done with all like the spells and stuff. Yeah. I added in like a personal item, which was a journal. Yeah. And I was gonna say that I have a list written down. Oh, for sure. Do you have a list of the animals? So. Because I know you said that you added dinosaurs. I don't know if it's like all oh, types. Oh, the dinosaurs come in this. That's, that, that's baseline to this campaign. Dinosaurs are on this island. The, uh, if we had better stat lines, I'd be all up in those dinosaur races. We, have, we are lacking all of the good ones for that. Is it? I thought you meant if you had better stats you would be in the dinosaur races like running alongside <laughs> the dinosaurs yeah you slow fucks <laughs> the dino nips at you you nip back <laughs> you can play a dick game and then like when like a nascar uh, driver is behind another one and they like try to gain speed that way just holding on with my teeth <laughs> <laughs> mumbling oh, i am speed <laughs> So what I was thinking with seeing the farm is in, like, the island that we're on, what I was thinking was I would go to, like, neighboring towns and all that, get livestock from those, and then, like, whatever you decide would be considered livestock. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there are, I think Axebeak might be, might be considered one of the types of poultry around here that you would be cultivating, um, but... You could be harvesting any of the herbivorous dinosaurs. That would be very easy, large or small. I'm not too well educated on dinosaurs, though. I don't know of any like. like what are you trying to? Ones. Uh, what other? What might be something that's smaller that's also an herbivore? Ooh, small. Honestly, I think most of them are just massive. Because yeah, a lot of them. Oh, the uh, Gallimimus. Uh, what's that? It's like in, uh, what was it? I think it was Jurassic Park, when they were out in that open field, the, like, ostrich-looking things that oh, came right. running oh, by. Oh, yeah. What did you say it was called? The Gallimimus. I think it's like G-A-L-L. Uh, see it here. Yeah, yeah. And dinosaurs are egg-laying, so you don't necessarily need to be raising birds to be able to sell eggs either for food. So I could see these being, like, more like people keep chickens for eggs more than uh, necessarily having them to be butchered. Okay, yeah, so with that, say, like, we have two adults. Those are still at the farm. Fine. Let's have, like, a chick and then an egg. All right, yeah. That was stolen. Perfect. That works great. Go on, go ahead with it with the conversation i think i think you would all have the suspicion that the goblins were responsible for taking them 
So wherever they're holding up is probably where they're keeping them. But I know they'd be primarily being held up in, or living in the cave. Yeah, you would know that from the tracks. Okay. Uh, do you say that? Um, I'd, yeah. Say it to you guys, just like, if we were going to try to figure out, you said you guys still have some dinosaurs that were taken. It looks like the goblins, at least the ones that were living in the camp, I don't know if you had saw it when you were there. There's a cave near that big statue that's most likely where the goblins like to live, so. So I think the real question here is, how do you feel about tight spaces? No. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Adventure's done for me, boys. Thanks for coming. Thanks for helping me get the Triceratops rest riding off. (laughs) That's a loss. My character doesn't spend too much time in tight spaces, so I feel like he would be more uncomfortable than... Scared. Well, uh, suppose if I find any dinosaurs and they're not trying to eat me, I'll put them your way. Go clear that cave. Any fun things that are in there? Not long. Looks over at Azaka. Azaka's not with. Azaka, we just left Azaka. Azaka's watching the boat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Someone's got to watch Jordanini. It's got to watch Jordanini. Can I check on John before going back down? Make me an animal handle roll. That's just the d20 for it, right? Yeah, and then you should get advantage because you know this animal well, and then it's a wisdom, I believe, so you'll have a good stat in it as well. You said with advantage? Yep. Okay, that's 18 plus 4, 22. So there are spots where he had been tied up that there are, like, some minor rope wounds just from being pulled along, but other than that... He's, he's pretty much not worse for wear. He's nothing that a few nights rest won't shake off of him. I came from what side of the camp? From the north. From the north. Okay. And where are, like, their boats and stuff? On the west bank, I believe. Okay. So the river runs along the western edge of the camp. Would I be able to take John to their boats? Yeah, or for sure. I'd have to bring it up with y'all first because it's... Y'all's camp, and I'm a complete stranger. Well, this is an abandoned and destroyed camp that they just came across. Well, I trust John enough not to mm-hmm. run off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess do I get the feeling that it's like, that you want to push on? It gets well, that's up to you, I, I think, because I'm not really necessarily looking for it intensely. What, what do you mean push on? Like join us for a little spelunking. Uh, gotcha. Uh, he looks a little hesitant to join. Like, he's standing by John, kind of just thinking to himself, if he wants to walk up to y'all and ask or not. Well, if you'd like, our friend Azaka's over by the boat, and we could uh, bring John over there for uh, for a little spell as uh, we go spelunking for the rest of your dinos. That uh, that name, Jahan, is that how you're pronouncing it? It's exotic. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. <laughs> Jahan Smith. <laughs> Okay, yeah, then I guess... Yeah, if you're heading back to the camp, uh, that happens without issue. Um, You see Azaka playing with Tortellini, trying to teach her tricks. Does Tortellini pick up on them? (laughs) He got stuck in the dice tower. (laughs) She's getting there. Well, that's my smart girl you are. She's starting to understand that shake means something but not exactly 
what it means before the food. She's on the cusp of something revolutionary. <laughs> it's like when Benny learned how to sit for a week. My mom was wrong. You forgot. You forgot. <laughs> My mom was wrong. Man and dinosaur didn't share the earth. Half orc and dinosaur did. <laughs> <laughs> how long are they sharing it for? You seem to be slaughtering the dinosaurs before they share the earth with you. Well, I mean, if we're going by our own uh, timeline, of course something happened. <laughs> before we start splunking, I would kind of ask the party if it's all right if I take about 15 minutes to prep my equipment. Yeah, well. So, a short rest? So, a short, short rest. Short rest is one hour. I thought it was 15 to 30 was... minutes. I'm pretty sure. I think it's an hour. Oh, if it's an hour, then I'm not going to do it. But, like, I thought it was, like, a... I think short rest is an hour. At least an hour. Okay, never mind. Then cut that. Yeah, short rest is an hour, which is... uh, The reason I remember is because technically monks can replenish key points in 30 minutes. Yeah, I think that is actually what throws me off, is the first uh, time playing, you were playing a monk. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's my first time where short rests actually mattered. Yep. Oh, short rests matter for me, too, because I wanted my blood melodike back. Oh. Um, Is it short rest or long rest that you get, like, spell slots back? Uh, long rest. So okay. eight hours. Okay. Okay. Then I guess we're probably going to give you a few minutes to prep and then head towards the cave. Yeah, it's yeah. just be, like, cleaning equipment and then getting ready. All right. When you walk up, you see... The incredibly imposing figure of the man with a crocodile on his back and a staircase that leads up between where it looks like the man is sitting. Um, I look to Oleg and say, did you know that that crocodile was a real con? <laughs> <laughs> I just stare at you for at least five seconds. Uh, Turner points and in an old lady voice says, didn't read terms and conditions before signing. Yeah, so, yeah, just, just for your knowledge, uh, last time um, Alex told us that the, there was this story about the man and the crocodile, and it was like an, a legend here. A man wanted to cross a river where there's a bunch of crocodiles, and he was afraid to because of them. One of them told him, was like, yeah, okay, you do something for me, I'll get you across. So, gets him across. And then the crocodile is like, yes, now I'd like to see your kind bring me across all of the all of the human kingdom. So he had to strap him to his back and go across the whole island or something. The That's entirety cool. of human civilization in the world. Oh. Regular Marco Polo. Uh-huh. God, that's got to suck carrying around an alligator for that long. Yeah, the man was <laughs> pissed about it. Yeah. I like to think that the alligator was nice, but then Azaka said that the alligator was a dick, so... Just cursing at the alligator th- through the whole trip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, and then he cursed that alligators and humans would no longer be left together. Can you believe that alligator was asking for McDonald's every five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Are we there yet? We'll turn around right now. <laughs> you had infant for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do I take it you wander in? Yeah, I think... Uh, Is it dark in here? Yeah, it's it's pretty dark. Okay, so I am going to use Eyes of the Night. So I can, if you guys stay within 10 feet of me, you have 300 feet of dark vision for the next hour. Damn, nice. All right. So me and, what was your character's name? Uh, Brynhild. Brynhild. Don't they automatically have dark vision? Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, we have we have dark vision. Oh, half orcs, I believe, have sixty feet of dark vision. Oh, okay. okay. now so you have three hundred. Yeah, so your spell would be better. So peering in, and then suddenly, oh my god! <laughs> I see everything. I don't think I'm gonna get used to that. Oh. Pupils dilate <laughs> like a cat's. Uh, marching order or anything particular about it that you're doing when coming in? Um, I guess Brynhelm probably takes the front, just the places shielded for ahead. Probably Rilke right behind that. Turner Jester's uh, free to go next. Yeah, sure. I can take up after Rilke. And I'll take the rear. Alright. Alright, you walk in, you see a long corridor to begin with. It's about 60 feet long, but it it rises and falls with ledges. In the first room, there is a ceiling of 23 feet high with cobwebs and stone-tiled floors, a thick layer of mud, leaves, and an open floor. And then across the room, there's another ledge. Uh, is there footprints beneath us? Other uh, than the one that Brynhild's leaving? Survival check. Survival check, okay. Um, I'm going to take a second when I see you looking for that. Because I have something I'm thinking yeah. of doing. Also, I'm going to ask. I know it's gonna. the answer is going to be, are these fey fiends undead? No. God, I'm rolling so bad. It's a seven. You see footprints, but they uh, are probably the goblinoids that you had seen before. There's no real rhyme or reason to where or when they're going, though. Um, it might be a waste. But I'd like to use the Wand of Secrets. Okay. Um, so, I need the text on that specifically again. Uh, uh, one so, sec, I think I actually have in my inventory. Yeah, because I have it in mine as a thing. Oh, I didn't add it to Here you go. One. All right. When you use the Wand of Secret, you... I think that was an orb of light off of that thing, or... Three charges when holding... Pulses and points. So the Wand does pulse and point to the center of the room that you're currently next to, the floor of it, specifically. Is there, like, a rock by me? Yeah, yeah, plenty. Pick it up, I chuck it against it. So it, the rock will make me an attack roll. Yeah, get fucked, you piece of shit. (laughs) I don't know what you want me to roll. That's probably just dex, right? Plus dex, yeah. Uh, it's a nat 20. (laughs) Okay, so the... Fuck you, piece of shit. The rock lands in the middle of the room and tumbles around for a little bit before rolling onto the pretty innocuous spot in the floor which then falls open and there's a pit that uh, a trap door falls open and a pit is revealed underneath it. I go and take a look into that pit real quick and I go hey Ole, come over here mate. I walk over cautiously. So well, how much you love those dinosaurs? Like they're my kids. Good answer. You think I'm just gonna post up if they want to look around more? They can, mm-hmm. but I'm posting up to continue so, down. So to be clear, the this pit is most of the area of this beginning room. There is an a, a ledge on each side of the room that leads to the other side that you could shimmy across, but most of the room is open pit right now. Okay, yeah. The only difference then is that when it when it opens up is oh shit. <laughs> is it like a straight fall? Yeah. Okay. It's a straight 20-foot fall down. So don't go in. 
giving the Wand of Secrets a small kiss before putting it away. I guess I'll, like, start to shimmy across it to the other side, but as I do that, I am going to cast Crimson right on my blade, considering goblins most likely are going to be inside. I would like you to make me an acrobatics check. Okay. 21. That's success. You perfectly easily just shimmy around to the other side. And I take one point of damage because my crimson right. There's a seven foot tall ledge here that would lead to the next area that you could pretty easily climb up. Yep, I would then probably hop up there and help anyone who's trying to. All right. What is everybody? Oh, say so who's inching through next? Um, I'll I'll go last so I can help whoever's behind. Okay. I'll go next to help anyone who's coming through the ledge. All right, okay. make me an acrobatics check. And I'll cast Guidance that? on him. Okay, that's 13. Oh, oh 1d4. Oh, d- d4. 15, and then 15, 17. All right, yeah, you should be across without a care in the world either. Okay, so after he makes it past, I will then roll with and then cast guidance on myself. God bless guidance. Uh-huh. You, I gotta be better about spamming it. 15 plus three. So 18. Yep, you're good as well. Ooh. Can I get guidance? How far away are you? Uh, across the pit. How far is... No, I have to be able to touch you. Ah. Uh, 16. You're good. Okay. All right, so... Who is doing what on the other side as you're all standing on a thinner than comfortable ledge no. looking down a 20 foot drop? Seven feet is very high up when you're 410. I would try to help. Like, I'd get up on top of that ledge mm-hmm. and then, like, try to help anybody who wants to come up. But, like, probably the only one who needs help <laughs> is Turner. Can we boost her up? Yeah, I'd let that be a help action. So whoever, if you're going up first, make me an athletics roll with advantage because of the help action. Cool. Athletics. Guidance has got to be the most annoying thing. Hey, God, no, not this fucker again. <laughs> you just did something. 20. 22. Yeah, you get up pretty easily. I... Think of it as the equivalent to, in Magic, there is a card called Ristic Study. That is, whenever an opponent plays a spell, they can pay one mana. If they don't, you draw a card. It's one of the most annoying things in existence, because every time anyone does anything, it's, hey, hey, do you pay the one? See, I imagine it, like, when people are like, oh, they actually pray to, like, pass tests, or, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. drive safely that day. So it's just constant. It's just constant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've dedicated like half of your brain to just doing it all of the time. <laughs> all right. I am. If you're taking turns helping, then I'll just have everybody roll with advantage, but except for whoever... Actually, no, someone can reach up from the end. So everybody roll a athletics roll with advantage. Can I argue acrobatics? Oh, I... That's, that's not the right I, If you can touch my fingertip, I'll give you guidance. Tell you what, if you, the DC will be raised barely, but if you want to go to the wall and, like, scale the wall up, and, uh, instead of just pulling yourself straight up on the ledge. I want to do the rush hour Jackie Chan wall climb. Oh, for sure. Oh my god. 
So uh, I take your guidance. I rolled me. a two, and then I rolled a natural twenty. All right. So I got a twenty-two. You said we're rolling with advantage. Uh, yes. Okay. I rolled thirteen both times, so that's so that's nineteen. Oh yeah, you succeed. You do the sickest Jackie Chan wall kick up. I got a fifteen. That's the DC. So you're good. That's a surprisingly high DC, actually. Oh my god. I don't even grab onto it, I just fall over. <laughs> so, again, a 23 foot high ceiling with cobwebs in a room remarkably similar to before. I think because of your passive perception, I will let you roll perception without me, like without asking to. <laughs> Natural 20, 25. So you recognize a few things. One, there are distinct lines in the floor, horizontal, running the length of the room, and they re- then when you look up, they go along the sides as well, going up the sides of the walls. Okay. I would... Is Brynhild in front of me? I'd assume you probably... I'm behind. Well, it's been such a thin line that I'm staying behind. Okay. So yeah, that I kind of just... I point out that kind mm-hmm. of stuff in the room, and it's, like, in the floor, right? Yeah, it's like a crease. Because it's, it's a trap, most likely, and I'm trying to think of... What it could be? Yeah. Some, okay. like, squid game stuff? Or out of you... character, I'm going to tell you, is a classic. Uh, where, like, one side falls, the other one doesn't? Is that what I'm getting at, or... Because I might just be completely being stupid right now. Uh, Casey's got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> And sprinting through is just a bet. Wait, can I see if there's a lever on the other side? <laughs> uh, let me look. And how wide is this room? Like, long? So there's a lead-up, and then there's a ten-foot square in the middle that is the between the two creases. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to think, because like, that's probably the pressure plate that gets him to go. Mm-hmm. If you want an idea, I could have you roll int. I'll roll it real quick just to see, because my gut feeling is that. 16. You think that these could be pretty easily jammed in place with things in your uh, traveling pack. Okay, I guess I would kind of motion for everyone to stay back as I try to jam it. Yeah, uh, I believe you've got... like spikes or blades or what what are the the climbing utilities that you could probably jam in so that the blades don't come out. You can make an educated guess. I don't have that in my inventory, but I believe that you probably would have them. It's in most adventuring packs, I thought. Yeah, mine's I just don't know. I don't yeah, bedroll, mask kit, rations, rope, tinderbox, uh, torch, water skin, and rain catcher. But if I've made it this far mm-hmm. and it didn't trigger is most likely not like a tripwire or something like that. It is probably that pressure plate that causes it. You, you said there's a, like, what, a 10 by 10? 10, 10 by 10 square of area in the middle of the room. Yeah. Well, he assumes that's the pressure plate of it. Uh, if you'd like to take, like, some of your blades and make me some strength checks. I have a 10 oh strength. A 6. Make me four of them. Anyone can help if they'd like. Twelve. Sure. I can try. A nine. And a twelve. What do you want for help? Give uh, advantage on 
two of them. Roll for me twice again. A 14. And 11. All right. As well as you know, they are all jammed in place. So I motion for you guys to come forward and just... Be... uh, Be soft and quick. Looks at Turner... Turner just kind of shakes the chainmail of his... As fast and quick as you can. (laughs) And I'm going to try to get to the other side of the room. All right. When you walk into the middle of the room... Can I try to side-skirt that square? No, it's the whole room. Like, it's the whole width. Uh, When you walk in, you hear a click. And then you hear a loud ting as all of the blades hit the metal stoppers that you've wedged in there, and they hold. Okay, I quickly, like, motion for you guys to quickly go through. You see sparks come out of the sides of the walls. I like to think that dramatically, Brynhild's at the back of the pack, they all are walking across quickly, and she's just kind of, like, sauntering, <laughs> and then right and then right as, like, steps off, it, go, it flies, and just... <laughs> She is sweating now. She actually had way too much trust in this. Here, it's about an inch shorter. Uh, there's another seven-foot ledge on the other side. This, There's not really any danger. I'm not going to make you roll for this. Like, if you would fall, then you would fall backwards and have to try again. I don't... So, if you want to crawl up, you could crawl up. Fuck, did they get dinosaurs through here? <laughs> Very good question. When you crawl up, you see the floor in front of you. The area north of the ledge that you crawl up forms a 16-foot-high terrace. The floor of which is tiled in a 4x4 pattern of squares. There's just enough room at the top of the ledge if one person wanted to stand at the top but not step on any of the tiles. But if anyone else, then you'd have to walk onto the tiles to make I would climb up and look at the, like, investigate the tiles. To just see if there's footprints on a specific sequence of tiles. Give me perception. Or investigation, actually. Does my passive 18 mean anything? Not here. Uh, it's an 18. <laughs> so a... There are footprints, but they're pretty evenly distributed, as far as you can tell. There, There's an order that they were trying to. You see certain sets of footprints jump from one to another to another to another in certain patterns, but the patterns are never consistent. Okay. Uh, what else can I see about the room? You can see the top of a door on the other end, but you can't... You're just not quite tall enough to see anything about the door other than that it's there. Okay, I'm going to do something stupid. Yep. I am going to try to copy one of the patterns on the uh, tiles, but keep, like as I'm doing it, keeping that space above me in mind in case I need to misty step away. All right. And I guess I, I would tell you guys I'm doing this first, so you are aware I'm about to do something probably stupid. You're going to need that maybe. We'll find out. 
Hey, Jake. Yeah? Pick me a number from 1 to 16. Uh, 15. All right, as you step on the first tile, you see geysers of flames erupt from the walls to the sides of you. I misty-stepped to the top. All right, I'm still going to need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Twelve. Did I just fail, or... Damn. Uh, anybody got d12s? Oh, Jesus. Oh. How many? That's it. No! This is the so bad. We've come to the Tomb of Annihilation. <laughs> We're here. How's Rocky doing? What the fuck? What? What's your HP? What's your HP? Uh, You'll survive, I think. I currently have 43. Okay, you're gonna take 29 points of fire damage. Actually, with resistance, though. So down to <laughs> 14. Yes! Ugh. Okay. Woo! 14 points of fire damage, but this was not a fruitless endeavor. You, while you are in the air, you see the wooden door on the other side. And you see the door has a four by four grid on it. And you know what? If you want to make me a perception roll, actually, no, your passive is fine you see that one of the tiles on the door is faintly glowing. One of them in the first row. And then you're gonna fall to wherever you misty-stepped. I was trying to misty-step up to that door. Oh, okay. Then because it is a is it a um, empty space that I can see. Uh, it would have been. So the this one is a slant up, and then a 4x4, four four, and then a slant down to the door. Okay. So that I guess I hit the... The door fall a little bit in front of it, and yeah, you'll see. You'll see the pattern on the door. And then, with that knowledge, I think that's where we'll wrap up for this session. We found the the Tomb of Annihilation, guys. Let me tell you. (laughs) This is little bitch shit. I know damn well. Longer secrets. Spam that shit all day.